Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Well, excellent. It's good to see you again. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks, yeah. I don't even remember. Have you done gate? Have you done any gaming in the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I've done again. As usual, not not the other stuff. I don't think I still haven't even met. I was Scott O'Brien talk, but yeah, I've done a lot of Marvel last week. So I played a big, not the weekend we just had a week before that was the. As far as I know, it's the biggest Marvel event that's run anywhere in the world. There was like 50, 52 players. Okay, uh, and I came top ten there. And then this weekend, I played two events, and I came second in both. Right on. Good. Yesterday, the only person I lost to is uh, on the online rankings uh, is the number one player in the world, and that's the only person I lost to. So that's really awesome. Yeah, so that was good. That's, that's very cool. How about oh. you? We had our Star Trek game this last weekend, uh, the first cool. weekend in um, November, because the weekend before that, I was I was traveling for work, so that was weekend before. This last weekend, uh, we had our our Star Trek game again, and this is going to be the first episode that will be published like really close to events going on in the game so i'm going to tell my players to not listen to this episode until after our next session and if you're listening right now and you're in you're my group stop just press pause because we had a really good session this last weekend um and i'm about to spring the or they're about to find out i think unless they're exceptionally unlucky and really stupid which they have been neither thus far in the in the campaign they're about to find out that their captain is actually a changeling imposter who is trying to uh like you know do espionage and sow discord in the federation and things like that <laughs> so um so that's been going well that was that was good and then i'll be gone this weekend for work again um and uh so the next time we game will be after the movie that we're going to mention today will come out. And so my players have to stop listening. Well, no, if they are still listening right now, they suck because they, they heard I tipped my hand. You already told them to stop listening. Terrible. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, laugh. Yeah, well, hopefully not. Um, so today we are going to, we're going to carry forward our discussion on mods, hacks, adaptations, things like that. And you came up with the idea of doing a treatment of Ghostbusters in, um, I don't know, call it in celebration, whatever, marking the release of the movie. Now, when does it come out over there? Uh, it's, I think it's either the 15th or the 21st. Comes out on the 19th so here. Comes out on Friday, the 19th of November here. I'm probably wrong for completely wrong. Oh, it's the 18th, so I was totally wrong. I got neither of the things I said. It's the 18th, so we get to the day before you. We could average it. You're kind of yeah. sort of I in did, the range. Yeah. Bracket is like a battleship middle. firing over a yeah. target. So that was the yeah. idea. The thing, like, you know, we, we talked about we talked about doing it. We talked about some things would be hard. And I actually thought this this I think we could do this as a reskin, like a relatively simple reskin. Yep. I agree. Um, of something. And there's not a huge amount of background material to go on, particularly if you only look at the first two, well, mostly the first film. Because um, I think even the new film, I get the hint that they may even they may be ignoring the second film. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah, I think you know we I talked about, and if you haven't listened to the episode about um, hacks, mods, and conversions, we we talked about a three step process. We talked about the first step being identifying what you believe to be the most core non-negotiable elements that define the setting that you're trying to uh, to to emulate or, or run something for. And then the next step was which two die 20 system do you think fits that the closest? And then the third step is actually making the tweaks, the changes, the reskins, or creating a new as needed. Now you and I decided to do Ghostbusters, but we haven't, we have not compared any notes in advance. So this is completely uh off the cuff. So we might come to digital virtual blows. Oh, you have what what do you have notes? Or you wrote stuff down? It's a blank piece of paper. Oh, it's a blank piece. That's outstanding. You know what though? That, you know what that means? Nothing but potential. It's nothing but. It's like waking up in the morning. Every everything's in front of you. Nothing's decided yet. 
How's that? Yeah, I have I, the three things I've written. I've written GB mod on one side, and on the other side, I've written the three things you just said. Our three-step process. Right on. That's that's my notes. Well, let's let's give Ghostbusters the three-step treatment. What what do you think? We can just maybe go back and forth. What do you think? One of the most core elements of Ghostbusters as a as a property is. I think the one of the most core ones is is sort of the, is like the technology. So. And in the first film, the technology is literally, uh, it's the proton packs and the trap. That, that's it. That's, that's all that, and that's, that's literally it. That's all they have in the first film. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you've got the pro, yeah, proton packs, traps, and I guess you could say the, um, what is it? The, the vault, like whatever, the where they have them stored. Yeah. But, but in terms of the stuff yeah. they carry, you're right. Oh, and they have, you could say goggles. That's pretty oh, minor. Yeah. And then oh, the, and the, little, the PKE, PKE meters. Yeah. That's pretty minor too. Okay. Yeah, I think that uh, makes sense. In the second sense. film, they get what well, they get. They get slime blowers, but right. I feel that very much. It was for that film. I think yeah. you can ignore that. Um, now, the one thing they actually did do good in the in the the more recent one, the all women one, is actually they had a whole bunch of other gadgets. But at the end of the day, they were all variations on. You know, they were they were like proton pistols or. Oh like, you know, proton grenades. So it was basically, they took different weapons and stuck the word proton in front of it. And they had the same purpose. They, you know, would stun or, or you know, temporarily stop the ghost. So that was actually, that. that's the bit of that film. I, I the only thing I take from it. I, I like that idea. It's like, yes, you know, I think, I, I mean, I seem to remember writing a, a Ghostbusters game when I was a little kid. And that was the thing I did was add other weapons in. So. Yeah, okay. they were professional filmmakers and they came up basically with the same ideas I did when I was like 12. So. And didn't, well, yeah, that kind of tells you the state <laughs> of Hollywood movies nowadays. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. I agree. There has to be kind of crazy technology. It, it's almost, I'd say, like a, a modern day, it has to, it's almost the feel of like steampunk where it's, yes. it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so technology's got to be there. Um, I think you've also got to have high narrative, the, the possibility of, of like high narrative action. Yeah. You know, kind of, um, again, bordering on, you know, because Ghostbusters obviously at its, at its foundation is a comedy. Uh, it's bordering on the silly, but you, you've got to be able to have big action um, happen. Yeah. And, and, and may, I mean, you know, you have a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, you have a goo co or goo coated on the inside Statue of Liberty from the second movie. You know, you, you, you have to have those kinds of big uh, action elements. Yeah. What else? What um, else makes Ghostbusters? I, mean, I think actually we're still missing the obvious one, but because um, you just said it actually is, is the comedy now. Comedy, obviously, like how can you make sure your game has comedy? But uh, that's something. Well, I've I've got you haven't said that. I've got an idea now in the back of my head for how we okay how we actually put that into the in a way to like gamify it. So we'll come back. But they were they're comedy films, so that needs to be a thought process. Okay, that's good um, because I have no idea how to do that. Um, I had thought of that and nothing. So that's all on you. Um, okay, so comedy. Is there anything else? ghosts well yes you have to have ghosts and you ha and, and i would say by extension other supernatural things because yeah. you know something I mean, that we should consider as a um as a well from which to draw ideas is the cartoon series yes and the cartoon really series had tons of stuff in it and actually some of the episodes in the cartoon series were darker and creepier than anything that we've seen on the screen like film wise yeah, I mean, that's, I think, yeah, definitely. Obviously, the films only really had sort of ghosts and maybe sort of like, you know, I'm more borderline on some of the demonic type things, but it was, it was, there was like ghost things. They didn't have, you know, vampires and werewolves, et cetera, but there's absolutely no reason that you couldn't have, you know, that would make sense on the yeah. same kind of thing. I agree. Um, but yeah, essentially, you want, you, you know, you want a bestiary. So that's, that's the, yeah, there's this key thing, isn't it? So there's, there's not really anything else, is there? I don't think so. I mean, I think your your issue with there there has to be a way to to wrap the comedy, or it would be best if there's a way to wrap the comedy into the um the the game in some way, shape, or form, instead of just relying on just the the party, you know, the people putting that in. But yeah, I think yeah, go, ghosts and supernatural stuff, 
Gonzo technology, Gonzo action. That, yeah. I think that's Ghostbusters. Well, that's our step one then. We've identified it. All right. I mean, this so is why got... this was a good idea because it was a, it's, we're looking at one film. We're not looking at a massive sprawling no. property. We're really just looking at one film with a few other bits that we may look at or may not. Well, what do you think then? So moving to step two, which existing two die 20 system do you think, we, I guess we could pro approach this from one of two angles or both. Which existing properties do you think would be better or best? And also, which ones do you think would not be appropriate? Yeah, I think the ones to throw out would be sort of, for start, the three more complicated ones, both because they don't, so this is Conan, Mutant Chronicles, Infinity, um, both because they don't really have any kind of overlap at all system. Why the systems are too complicated, we want something simple-ish. Light and fluffy. Uh, yeah, but also... You know the, the the set. There's no there's no kind of setting overlap at all. I mutant chronicles maybe because they kind of had magic and they kind of have like a weird level of technology and you know they do have monsters, but it's also the by far the most complicated one. So I would just like those three. I would throw uh, straight out. Um, and on the other end, I'd throw out June because June. Like I said, June, June is very good at doing sort of empire world building type stuff, which again, this is this is not that. So yeah. those don't fit. Those don't fit at all. I also think that um, Dune would not, Dune wouldn't be appropriate because on the action side of things, Dune is so narrative. Yeah. And I think that Ghostbusters, I, I think Ghostbusters would benefit from a little more um from the action mechanics being a little more concrete than as narrative as dune um puts forth so i agree i i would i would take out the really crunchy ones and uh and dune would be off the list as well uh what do you think would be do you have one or two that you're thinking of or do you have just one like hey this is this is the best I mean, one i think yeah because i'm looking for the other ones now again so like fallout fallout has gadgeteering stuff and monsters but fallout fallout to me it's very hard if you're gonna it, I find it very hard to do Fallout with anything that isn't walking around in the world and a scavenging things. I think you could very easily turn that into other, you know, like if you wanted to do a Ghostbusters game, but it's set after like a ghost apocalypse, I would use Fallout. Sure. Um, because it works for that. But I, so much of the rules are based, built, built into the idea of the scavenging and the building things yourself. And that, that, that when you're not doing that, you're losing a lot of the rules. And you know, I, um, I, don't, I don't think that the gonzo technology i don't think you need rules that are like item creation rules like you'd find in fallout or in in various versions of fantasy games like i don't i don't think the the process by which your uh, you know mutant ghost alligator trap is constructed <laughs> is less important that you come up with a gonzo mutant ghost alligator trap so i don't i i i agree i don't i don't think those mechanics those process mechanics are just not necessary, and and there's there's just no point in having them in this in the kind of story you'd want to tell. Yeah, and then the other two I don't think works. Was Lee, was I maybe John Carter's super pulpy, which this isn't. It's pulpy, but it's not that pulpy. Uh, and Dishonored is very very specific assassin-y type thing. So it's Lisa was two, which is Star Trek and Acting Cthulhu. Now initially, I was like all over Acting Cthulhu. It's it's like we it's, it's Acting Cthulhu is steampunk ish. And you said that this is kind of steampunky and it has monsters and it has characters that fight monsters. But something you just said actually started making me think, which now we're going to have to actually discuss this, because previously I was like, well, I've, got my, I've got my acting Cthulhu books here ready to go. Um, but the thing you just said, the fact that you you might want to kind of have a rule for deciding how you're going to um, how you're going to get the the monsters, what how how you're going to get them, rather than just it's always going to be you know you shoot them and you put them in a trap. But actually, maybe you need to do something more than that. Maybe think actually Star Trek's rules for um, I can't. What's the thing? The science thing, the science engineering, the the big right. the 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 scientific that. method, the problem the problem solving, where it's either is it medical, is it science, or is it an engineering problem? Yeah, that actually doing that and then maybe by the same thing thinking actually well could you break because star trek works really well when you've got three three fields because that's well it's got six but it's got three key fields and each of them have sub fields but it's really three fields 
as you know, you've got command, engineering, and science, and obviously science breaks down, you know, medical and uh, and uh, medical science, and you know, but it's really that's kind of like that's kind of three things. And then I started thinking, actually, maybe Ghostbusters breaks down into you know almost three. I don't know what those three are, but I'm thinking actually, so maybe maybe Star Trek actually works better. I mean, it's not big on monsters, but it definitely has it has different tech. But it actually, Star Trek has written rules for um, how do we how do we solve the problem? Which would be Here, here's what I was thinking, like, and, and you know, it, it, this is this is actually really cool because either either we're lying to our listeners and we did coordinate in advance which we are not uh or we're on the same page here this is very cool because i got to my initial thought was okay octoon cthulhu it threads the needle between you know i it, we've put it right in the middle of the you know the fluff and crunch continuum yeah. for 2 die 20 however i think the the lightness the the, the fluffy and airy side of uh, the mechanics of star trek adventures i think makes it more appropriate and here's what i was just thinking i I just i just went for a run and i was i I clear my head and i solve problems while running because i can't do anything else and i don't want to think about being uncomfortable while i run so i think about other things and i thought you've got like there is no reason in ghostbusters to have a long list of skills i don't think there is i mean there's no there's no need for like a conan or an infinity like list of skills just or trees of talents there's just no point and so i thought well well star trek you know, you've got six disciplines and you have six, um, what is it, attributes? I don't know what word they use for it. but And I was thinking that plus focuses, I think that's adequate. I, I really think, and I, and I have ideas as to how you would tweak that for our step three, but I actually think Star Trek Adventures, the, the, the core of its interpretation of 2 die 20 would be best. And I think that porting in monsters from Conan, and from Octoon Cthulhu or reskinning stuff already in Star Trek is that's easy. I mean, everything is when it comes to damage, we're still talking about how many wounds can a thing take. And what I was thinking about when you mentioned the the question of, you know, you don't rather not the question, but the issue is like Ghostbusters is not pleasing. You don't you, you're not just going to shoot at something a whole bunch and then it's going to drop. You have to especially if it's a ghost, you've got to be able to trap it. And yeah. so there has to be some kind of way that you interpret damage and weapon qualities so as to make a ghost or an entity trappable. And I've got some ideas with that. And I think that the way Star Trek treats damage and wounds and junk like that, I think I think that's the easiest route to getting to where we'd want to be with this. Yeah, I mean, like beforehand, because I think when we mentioned this before, I was just like, oh, you just totally do the Cthulhu. It was mostly because I was thinking because it has vehicles, it has weapons, it has that slightly steampunky vibe and it has monsters in it. But now I'm thinking, oh, yeah, if you were doing, maybe if you were doing a one shot. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Star Trek is the the way to go. Um, so let's give that a whirl. Okay. So I think the first thing, you know, Star Trek has character creation that's layered um, and has a life path. Uh, it's comparable to Conan. It's comparable to Octon Cthulhu. I don't think going and recreating a bunch of different steps in a life path for Ghostbusters is is necessary. No. In fact, I, I'm looking at page 100 and uh, 131 of the book, the Star Trek Adventures uh, original rule book for I'm looking at the character creation, creation in play rules, which I think make life really easy. Uh, if you're not familiar uh, with these rules, they enable you to enough. establish the absolutely most salient features of your character, the species, the character's disciplines. So, you know, are they the engineer? Are they the, you know, are they the doctor or the whatever? And and use a, a pool of points to assign to those different things, the disciplines and the um, the attributes and then just put in a few of the other pieces of value, some focuses, things, a talent, things like that. And then as you play, you add more and flesh out the rest of these things. So eventually, after a session or two, you have a character that that's fully built out, but that you started with a core idea. I want to be the chief science officer. Or I want to be the flight officer. And then you built from that single premise outward. I think the 
I think this would make it really easy to do that. Yeah, and the that. other thing, because if you want to actually use this to do the entire character in one go and have everything finished, you you can. Yeah. Because there's nothing stopping you adding the extra. Um, but yeah, that makes it because there's no, we don't have to worry about a life path thing, do we? We can just go through and. Yeah, there's, I think there's no point in it. Um, I think one thing that I would do, though, is I, I do have some ideas for <clears throat> changing some of the attributes and changing some of the disciplines. Okay, well, let's, let's yeah, because that's the, cause the character literally is there's six attributes, species, we can just, the human, that was easy. Um, just get rid of that And then here. there are six disciplines, aren't there? Then, then you have values and focuses and talents. So, I mean, actually, some of the I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the talents just work. I, I think you could, yeah. Change um, sorry, let's start with attributes. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, looking at this, uh, control and daring makes sense because being able to control, being able to focus and push out distractions physically or mentally, that's, that's useful. Daring, useful. Insight, presence reason um even fitness i i think maybe you could just leave those as is what do you think uh, yeah i'm just looking at i've got i've got a big table somewhere which has all of the different versions of all the different uh, all of them yeah i'm just looking yeah, at one, daring, star trek adventures like fitness control reason yeah so when you compare them to all of the other all of the other 2d20 things mostly they match up so star trek has daring a lot of the other ones has agility, it pretty much matters. This has insight, some of the other ones have awareness. Um, this has fitness, some of the other ones have like brawn and might. This has control, which the closest they find is, is coordination. Reason is intelligence, presence is basically your personality thing. Um, the one that misses from that lot, which I don't know what you put instead, is is willpower. I but see, I would I think that in you could lump that under control. You think goes under control because yeah, you're or daring. It depends. Like, are you are you showing courage, physical or or mental, or are you focusing and trying to push out distractions or things that would like derail your mental, you know, damage your calm? I think control yeah. or daring, depending on the situation, either of those uh, could so Star be Trek account for willpower. Star Trek book says you can use control to resist mental assault, duress, or other stress. So willpower through an orderly mind. And an application of discipline, or use daring to resist mental assault, fear, panic through stubbornness and tolerance. So actually, that works really well because, like, Egon would obviously use control yep. to not be scared, whereas Venkman is clearly using daring to yep. you know to do it. And God knows what Ray's doing. He's not. He failed his. I'd uh, say that his, he's not. His check and created the uh, the marshmallow man. I mean, I think if you wanted to rename those, you could, but I think I don't think that changing the the coverage of any of those six is necessary no, those think, six like yeah. areas i think you leave disciplines i i see i see a need to change a few of them yeah so i'm just writing these out because i think what i want to do is I'll, I'll i'll write this up and stick it on the stick it on the blog which will be a nice break of the blog from just being yeah, and then we'll make it we'll put a link to it here here's what yeah. i was thinking engineering science and medicine need to stay uh yeah, that, uh, yeah, we'll see what you got for the rest and then I'll come well, back. Well, here's what I was thinking. Like science needs to stay. I think medicine, you can differentiate it enough. You could maybe you could maybe replace the word engineering with like technology if you felt like it. Yeah. I don't think con is necessary. No. I don't think command that. is necessary. However, the social interaction side of command is necessary and security yeah. Isn't it's just the, the terminology, the term and the coverage of it is not appropriate. So here's what I was thinking. I was thinking you replace command with something like social. Yeah. You replace security with action. That's exactly the word I was thinking. Okay. And action is fighting, punching, running, driving. It's it's, yeah. it's just action. That's it. Yeah. And con is not necessary now. So you replace that with occult. Or folklore yes. or something. I think a cult would be. Yeah, that, that's that was the thing. I was like, you you have to have a, a, a an occult thing. So whether it's you know whatever it is, whether it's actually using magic or knowledge of magic or not, that that whole thing, that that had to be one of the things because we can clearly see that like you know any Egon have higher in that, and then maybe Ray's higher on the engineer and, and Egon's higher on the science. Okay, you can see that how that fits yep. in. 
So that's why I didn't want to comment on those first three until I'd seen where you were going with the other three. Cause I think totally that's, yeah, that's, I mean, the medicine is the one that's maybe like, I'd be a bit worried that I'm not sure how much that would come in, but actually if you think of, if you were took it down the road of, so again, I think in Ghostbusters one where like Egon is doing tests on, uh, Oh, Rick Moranis, I can't remember his character is. Um, you know, and that's actually, uh, and so, you know, it's it's kind of a science thing, but there's an element of medicine there. You know, the guy is a doctor. And it's like, you know, the psycho, not psychotherapy, psychology, you know, that kind of element. That's kind of medicine. That's that's moved yeah. off from science. And you know, I wonder, I I wonder if lumping science and medicine together, because really they, they blur the lines. I mean, they blur the lines between engineering and, and science as well. But having like technology or engineering as a separate piece would would promote some niche. I think I think engineering works fine because I think engineering is very clear that engineering is the right. is the developing and building and the repairing of so whether it's building gadgets or developing you know developing the gadgets, planning them or fixing them, that all comes under engineering. Yeah, and point. engineering is fine. It's very clear we know what engineering is. I think yeah, I'm not sure medicine does need to be its own thing. So if it falls under science then that's fine. But then do we still want six? And if we do, what's the sixth one? Uh, you know, it, or do we just go, we don't need six, five? Is I, I think that may be the case because I think you can, science and medicine can fit under the same heading. Engineering and science need to be separate because after all, who's doing all the figuring and equation and making equations and theorizing? It's Egon. Who has got his head under the, the hood of, the, of Ecto-1? It's Ray. Yeah. Ray understands this stuff, but Ray's the one who's turning a wrench. So I, science and engineering separate, but yeah, maybe maybe just have five. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, like Star Trek has six because they have, they took all the roles from right. Star Trek and it happened to be six of them and they could split right. those into the three, but that's why there's six because there are six roles in Star Trek. But we, you know, if, it'd be nice if we could break this down to four because there's four main characters, but even that doesn't work because it's kind of, it was always, there, there are bits of both. You know, technically Venkman has, Technically, he's a scientist. Never shows any sign of it, but technically, no. he is a scientist. But you can tell he's like he's big on social, yeah. um, and you know a bit of the action. And Ray is Ray is the engineer. Ray, you know, Ray does most of it. Ray clearly is the engineer, but also he is a scientist, and he's big on the occult. A bit of the other two, you know, Winston clearly is like quite a lot of social, but also he is maybe he's more of the action man because he doesn't have the engineer right. and the science and occult. But there isn't, you know. To put a sixth one in just to like give a just for the hell of it. I think I think the five those just having those five seem to cover everything. I there. think so. And luckily, because the rules, like you said, those uh those quick start, whatever they were actually called. Creation the, the, in play. Kind of make it up as you go. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter that you only got five. You know, you just, can choose to you're only do, assign. Get this. Here, here's what like, creation in play gives you stock numbers to assign to attributes. Yeah. So if we're sticking with stick at six attributes, we don't need to change that. We skip the character species. You, you, you don't, we don't just skip that entirely. We don't need it. The, the character's disciplines, it, it lays out the numbers that you uh -huh. have. And maybe you just, maybe we just drop the lowest one. I, I, I wouldn't even do that necessarily because mm -hmm. the one, when you start, you have a five and a four, and then you pick a three, two twos and a one. But if we've only got five of them, why don't you just go five, four, three, one? Oh, there we go. We've got five. There, go. there are five numbers. You just go five, four, three, two. Wow, you really can start at five. That's brilliant. Damn. That's that's. There you go. Problem solved. Or or then you can kind of go right. I don't want my character to be a five in anything. So you you'd average up and down. You bring a five down to a four, and you bring your one. You know something yeah. like that. But you would go your your standard spread of disciplines is five, four, three, two, Problem one. Solved. And you can bring something down to bring something else up. Okay. I like it. That was easy. Now, values, I don't think, I don't think you need four. And I don't know if you want to dump the term value for truth. I don't know if it matters. Uh, I think, yeah, based. Uh, I kind of think. Yeah, because, yeah, I think you're right. Because values are meant to be your, like your character's outlook. Whereas a truth doesn't have to be a, a, a truth doesn't have to be your outlook. It could be your personality. It can be a thing about could yourself. Be, uh, but it doesn't have to be. So exactly. It can be, so a truth can be anything. Okay. So, so again, the truths, truths work. Now, this is bringing us into kind of where I said like the comedy had come in because the, the two ways I was looking at you can bring comedy um, that exist. So we're not adding anything. These exist already in 2D20. One of them 
is um, is through the truth thing. So, I mean, they call it values in this, but the truth thing. But the idea that if you play your character in a particular way, you would get back um, a mentor or what the other one is, determination. Yeah. Fortune is what they'll call it. Whatever we're going to call it. Yeah, the, the good one. Yeah, fortune, actually. I don't know what works best. for. I feel like for ghosts, it should just be luck. Okay. <laughs> just, like flat, just luck. Yeah. Um, but some of the games will have a thing where, like, if you play your character in a particular way, you get uh, you get that stuff or you get momentum back. So one really easy way to play into, to play into the comedy thing essentially is if you have if your character does something funny, i.e., funny would be one of the other people at the table laughs because something you've done. Then you gain whether it's you gain luck or you gain momentum, you gain one of the other. Okay. So that's one easy way to do it. So then characters are going to be trying to think of stuff, but that's from a, that's from a player point of view. So the player thing if the player says or does something which other people at the table literally laugh at then you would gain luck slash momentum. How about, how about this? I have an idea. Um, Jesus, that's broken. Because this is all made up, so we're, we're safe. Uh, what if you, if you do something that everyone starts off with one luck? So we're not going to call it determination. Yeah. We're not going to call it fortune. You start off with one luck, and you can use it just like you would determination or fortune. Um, yeah. whether or not you want to use it, it has to be used in conjunction with a truth, either in reaction to, or, or like powered forward by, I guess that's, it would be a GM decision. I think that'd be better yeah. to do because then it at least asks you to tie the mechanics to your story of your character. But what if you, if you do something that makes someone else laugh at the table, one momentum, either you get a momentum to use right then and there, or if you have nothing to use it for, it goes into the pool. And obviously, if it, uh, you know, six is still the maximum. However, if you do something that is directly in reaction to one of your 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 truths that makes people laugh, I'm trying to think this through. Um, now that makes sense. If you just if you if your character does or says anything. something funny. But just anything, you gain a momentum. But if you say something which is specifically linked to one of your truths, then you gain luck. Right. There we go. For a maximum yeah. of three, um, like Conan. Because it also means you can... So let's, the other thing you can do is that one of the things you can do in 220, people very rarely do, is like you know, failing on purpose. Right. But if you're going to pick a character, it's like one of your truths is going to be um, clumsy. So then you just like... When you come to do a role, you're actually right. I am just going to fail this role. I'm not going to basically you don't roll. I'm not going to do the role. My character is going to fail this thing they're going to do. And in failing it, and then you describe something funny, you know, the pants fall down or whatever. Um, and someone else laughs. And then you're like, right, right. Well, then you get a luck for that right. because you said right. something which linked into one of your truths. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. And then uh, the, um, oh my golly, brain cramp, brain cramp, brain cramp. I'm glad I can edit this. Oh, it, it, and also I think that if I'm thinking just three, because four, yeah. even, to be perfectly honest, even Star Trek Adventures, me juggling four values per person to try to think of ways to entice them to get into trouble because of their values is kind of cumbersome. Two, I think, is too few. I would say just three truths for a character. But I think that yeah, the that you would want to have in place the opportunity for the GM to offer a luck point in return for accepting a complication that is related to one's truth. So for example, Venkman is a cad. In his mind, he's a ladies man, but really he's just a cad. And so, you know, hey, maybe that works by the end of the sh of the, the first movie with Dana Barrett, but it's not working very well in the beginning, you know? No. So I think that, um, I think that the, the mechanic of, uh, you know, if you accept a, uh, a complication. It doesn't have to be a failure. If you accept a complication yeah. based on one of your truths, you get a luck point. Accept a complication that is offered to you by the GM. So for example, yeah. like, you know, I would say that one of Egon's truths would be something along the lines of science is the only thing that matters. Like his line about, yeah. you know, that reminds me of that time you tried to drill a hole in your head. That would have worked if you hadn't have stopped me. Like the, the guy doesn't think of anything but his <laughs> but his equations and his spreadsheets. Um, you know, and then you've got roasting marshmallows around the fire, Camp Wakanda. So like Ray's sentimentalism yeah. or his sentimentality, yeah. uh, that yeah, you've got to have that opportunity for the GM to say, here's this piece of you that's going to draw you into trouble. 
and, and yeah. I'm going to reward you for it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that works well. Yeah, because I mean, that kind of comes into the other thing. The, the other thing for the, the comedy thing I was thinking is that we already have we already have it in the system because the GM has GM spends of threat, doom, whatever we're going to call it. Um, and, you know, that was the kind of thing that, that was, that's what would mostly happen. When you played the old GB, uh, Ghostbusters International game, you had your ghost dice. And if you failed and the ghost dice count was sick, the GM would have to think of something. It could be bad or something, you know, funny bad. Because that's mostly Ghostbusters, isn't it? It's something bad, but it's funny yeah. bad that happens. And you do the same thing here. You, the DM has threat. So all you would do if you're doing and you write an adventure or, you know, you, you know, we can, we can batter some ideas across over email for, to put, when I put it on the website um, of some, of some just standard, just comical threat spends. So kind of things that, which are, you know, funny, bad, um, you know, just, you know, there's, there's a noise or this happens or, you know, whatever. And you should come up with a list of them. So actually when you're playing the game, you go, oh, well, I've got some threat. I'm going to spend some threat doing whatever we're going to call it on, the funny bad right. thing that's going to happen which again you're trying to make but it's it's focusing your mind a bit more you've, you've written a, i mean it's one of those things you know can it be funny if you've pre-prepared it was well, like yeah but you can stand ups do they don't add lip no it's true um so yeah so you know you can prepare some things which you'll you know mate some of it won't be funny when you do it but at least if ahead of time rather than trying to think of it in the you know i'm hoping at this point this funny thing could happen we have built-in thing already we you write a threat spend table yeah. um while we're thinking of that we've already decided what we're going to call the good stuff momentum is always momentum what do we call the bad stuff it's not doom because it's not that bad it's not heat it's not that because bad. that just uh, no, it doesn't make, it doesn't make i'd sense. be all right with with threat but it uh, you know if i can if i can think of something better if we can think of something better we can slap that on threat yeah that's that. So we've got, yeah, heat, doom, threat. Yeah, it's been threat a lot. Well, I think that's I that like, I think that's yeah. a combination of <laughs> it's it's both descriptive and it's it's precise. It's also pretty generic. Yeah. Yeah. I think doom is doom and heat are my favorite, but that's my favorite for them. Like you said, heat doesn't work for anything yeah. else unless you're playing a cops and robbers game. Um, and Doom works really well for Conan and maybe anything else. I mean, actually, I think, kind of feel like Act of Cthulhu should have been Doom, yeah. not Threat. Because, like, it's, it's Cthulhu. That's yeah. not that's not the bit. When tentacle stuff, things come from other dimensions to to devour you, that's there's there's definitely a Doom element to that. Yeah. yeah. It's like when we get it. So when we have our film rated things here, one of the things that's frequently said is like Threat or Mild Threat. And I always jokingly say to Annie now, be like, oh, it's a mild threat. It was moderate threat. This film, Annie. Can you cope with a moderate threat? But yeah, if it said doom, that would be. That, the then you definitely want to see it. Oof. Um, Oof. Better not take it. I think. Okay, so I think so. Three truths. Uh, what about talents? Um, it, Star Trek Adventures uh, creation and play calls for four talents. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with like just looking through. And I, I'm not going to do it right now. But I think that I think you're right. The talents that are listed in the uh, uh, the core Star Trek Adventures book, and I think also you could dig through Octone Cthulhu and get some ideas as well, yeah. and and just you know reskin some of them. Some of them I think like Jury Rig from Star Trek Adventures is is entirely appropriate. There is a this so I'd either use because I think when you go to Act of Cthulhu, then you start having you know, the rules are slightly different. So definitely between we've essentially got four books full of character rules because we've got the core book and we've got Tanny Five. You got Clint. We've got the core book and we've got the three division yeah. books. So that gives us four books to pick talents from. Um, the other option is in John Carter. It literally has rules for creating your own talents, but again, that might doesn't work exactly. But that has really standard rules for you know you do this. Literally, I think most talents break down to a three part. Like you know you do this. If this thing happens, then you get this. But I, I don't know. I'd go into that now. I, I think I'd just go yeah. Use the Star Trek book. And if someone says, well, I you know I want one to do with looking in books. There'll be one in here, something to do with, you know, computer. So they need one, you know, computer expertise. Whenever you attempt a task that involves the program and also the computer system, you may add a bonus D20 to your pool. So you just go, right, well, I want. You, you could know, just call that library yeah, research. And you change. And when you're in your library or in a library with which you are familiar, there yeah, you go. So it's super easy to either take ones here or just go, well, that's not quite, that, that's what I want. That's the effect I want, but it's not yep. the thing. Um, and the requirements again, you know, the requirements, you know, that's got a requirement of science too, right? So we would have that one, or we have the, you know, we like to say we have the library one. Well, that would have a cult too. So 
yeah, yeah. so I see. So that yeah. Yeah, I think I think just yeah, you're you're right. You take I think that the three division books plus the core book, and it's just an issue of going through and re renaming some things and and choosing the ones that you would want in your idea of a Ghostbusters yeah. game. Is it gonna be more creeping around and, and research or is it going to be more action or is it going to be a balance of the two picking the talents that would uh that would uh that would yeah. work the and best. again the idea you know uh, you can start to start in character can start with nothing and then during the first session you would go i feel like my character should be able to have a thing that makes them better at and then you know or you pick them well, right and, stuff. and then you go yeah. dig uh and then focus is kind of the similar because even in the book and it's actually one of the things that really annoys me about star trek because they give you all these talents they're mostly kind of generic, but the focus is they don't. I always felt it should be like a load more, like just to give you ideas because your focus could be any. Right. I always wish there was a few more. So focus is again, it's straightforward. In the, in the online character generator, they do have examples for each of the steps in the life path. They say, oh, well, here, here's some ones like, you know, that are related to academy service yeah. or, you know, growing up on an alien planet or whatever. But I think, I think focus is. I think six eventually. That's that's where it yeah. tops out for uh, for Star Trek Adventures. I think running them mechanically in the exact same manner as you would in Star Trek Adventures would be fine because that's where you that and talents focuses. I think even more than talents is where you take your character and you really put a personal yeah. spin on on that character. Yeah. Um, and again, just the, the fact that you just pick a bunch of like mini specialities, as it were, that makes it super easy. Yeah um now what about stress uh what about what about damage taking because star trek adventures remember only you, you you have stress which is fitness and security it's the total of those two put together so fitness and action yeah. that's fine um however in star trek adventures you can only take one injury unless you avoid an injury which you can only do once per scene one injury takes you out in Octon cthulhu three uh, take you out in Conan it's five so how do we want to how do we want to deal with injuries because I think in Ghostbusters nobody dies no no one even gets close well it's one of those things that no one ever gets close but you get the feeling that they could all have died they don't right but you they get, totally could you definitely I think you could be taken out of yeah. the scene you could be incapacitated in a way that you can no longer act until that that condition is removed from you yeah. So how do we want to treat that? Um, I'm yeah, I'm torn between just going straight out Star Trek, where if you take one, you're out of the scene. Because I mean, the only two times you can see anything like this that happens in any of them would be Venkman gets slimed, and he's kind of essentially he is taken out until Ray comes and I mean, literally just picks him up, but essentially he is taken out at that point. And then right. they all get taken out by. I technically at the end they get taken out by. Once they all drop down the, drop down the floor, and then they all get taken out by by Gozo, and then they you know defeat it. So at no point is everyone some kind of like they're wounded and they carry on. They're always just that's it, end scene. And then in the next scene, then they've you know they've learned can be taken out, and so they they change. And Ghostbusters two, I think they don't even get you know that far. There's kind of they get stunned, but that would be a you know like a complication or a condition type thing that is on them rather than a you know they're not uh they're never any taken out you know what maybe maybe we do this maybe we treat it as like star trek adventures where five points if five points get through mental or physical you are you're taken out but that is treated as a condition that ends at the end of the yes. scene and if you want, I, I do like the avoid injury yep. mechanic because it costs you something, but you get to you get to to proceed. I also like because we have the example of yeah, Venkman gets slimed, he's laying there on the floor, and Ray comes over, and in a way, Ray does what a character needs to do in Star Trek Adventures after there's a breach, and that is to to clear a system. Yeah, which is a minor action to okay. Now I've 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 got the I've got my control panel working again. The, the arc lightning has 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 dissipated, and I can now work the the ship again. Um, maybe there could be something like the, there's the on the individual side you could avoid injury, which is just exactly as written in Star Trek Adventures. But then maybe there's something that would be 
dependent upon the action of another character, which would be a, a task, which would be based on like, well, how, how did you get taken yeah. out? Did you get, did you get knocked unconscious? Did you, uh, you know, were you slimed or whatever um, that another character could, could do a task. And if they're successful, they bring you back in that scene. I feel like you can, maybe, maybe you have to spend a fortune. I don't yeah, know. You can kind of link this to the truth thing, but now, because I'm looking for the acting Cthulhu, because you know, it's better for the truth stuff. And I can't, can't work out the truth stuff is, Oh, I may have found it. Yeah. So the, the, the four rules, the truth the truths make an action easier. Truths make an action more difficult. The truth makes an action possible or impossible. So being, yeah. so it could be that when you are taken out, all that happens is you are applied a truth where it makes, everything impossible that's it so actually you're still there until the truth until that, truth, until that is truth, removed. truth is removed so the truth can be removed by someone makes a medical check and picks you up or you overcome your stun or something but it, the actual you know the truth would be slimed you know and that you know you're like a, like a minor slime where you're slimed and you're just you're, you're like slimed in the sense of um everything's difficult by one because you're like gooped up a bit or you're like ultimate slime well that's it you can do nothing until you're glued to the yeah. floor um, so actually, we don't even need to add extra rules here. We can literally just use the truths to apply, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, it's in there. I mean, I, I know the truth in acting Cthulhu better than I know it. Like I said, I didn't even realize that stuff, there was anything like that in Star Trek. But I think it's codified a lot better in, um, in acting Cthulhu. But luckily, it just slips straight in. So, Yeah, and then you, there are ways already established in the rules in Star Trek Adventures to create a, an advantage or a trait rather, or in this, we'll just call it to create a yep. truth, which you could use a truth to undo another yep. truth. So yeah, you're taken out, but because this truth is put on you, but if one of the other characters comes in and does something yep. and they succeed, then they can remove that truth from you and you can get back to yep. acting. And then, but you know what? You could leave, there's still stress damage from yep. it. So you still end up having the issue of, you know, your, your character's going to attrit a little bit. Um, you get you get taken out. You lost a bunch of stress. You get up because your your comrade comes over and, you know, peels you off the floor from the slime or something like that. And then you get slimed again. You take more stress. I mean, we could treat the the rest of the damage mechanic in the exact same way as, as Star Trek Adventures. But just have it a, a, a truth that's yeah. applied. I like it. That's easy. I think, yeah, use, using the truth system makes everything super, super easy to to deal with wherever you want. And yeah. actually, it might be the same way that you go with uh, attacking. Or you said you already had ideas about this, but maybe this is a similar way to how you trap a ghost. That once it's taken enough damage, you place the truth on it of you know trapped or stunned or whatever the truth is held. Um, and then without that truth, you know, so again, the, the rule says the truth makes an action possible or impossible. So until you have placed the correct truth on a ghost, you cannot use a trap. Can't trap it. Okay, this is perfect because this takes us, I think we're done with character creation. Yeah. The, the, this then takes us to the action. Now, I think that you could, I think you could use, because I mean, the mechanics are basically the same aside from the the number of wounds and the amount of stress a given monster has and you could tweak the amount of damage and the type of damage it does based on what you what kind of an encounter what kind of a story you want but i think that you could easily take monsters from uh conan and you could either yourself just you know just use the use the stats the stat style from um star trek adventures or just leave them the same the mechanics are the core mechanic is the same yeah. i mean one of the th i don't think it needs to be changed at all one of the things they often did in things like infinity and conan is that the npc stats weren't the same as the player stats but that's because the player right. stats were super complicated but they generally just gave them sort of like the same attributes but then rather than having all the skills they gave them sort of like proficiencies the awkward yeah. bit then yeah. is that it wasn't always clear <laughs> which proficiency did what in certain situation um but yeah i think you could just you, you just you, you know because you know it's on the same level you just i mean are there are there monsters in the star trek book i don't know I never... well i mean there are there are, i i yeah there are alien creatures yeah. um that you could reskin but i think I turning think so. to conan would be easiest because there are different beasties there are ghosts and vampires and junk like that 
But you're right, the stat blocks aren't the same, which means I think you can still use them because the core mechanic is the yeah. same. Here's my thought for trapping stuff, because this was something that I was thinking about, and you just solved it for me with the with the truths. I think that in order to trap a supernatural entity, you must, however many wounds it can take, it must have taken max wounds, and then it becomes eligible for you to put the truth of trapped on it. Yeah. The question then is, how would you create that truth and i'm thinking the trap is a weapon you know the proton packs have a weapon if a weapon effect that would be um restrain yeah and the trap then has a weapon effect that is creates the truth of trapped but the trap only now i mean i I thought, and maybe this is a little too crunchy, but like, say a ghost has a go. There's a given ghost that could take three wounds, yeah. and you could, in trying to trap the thing, if it hasn't taken any wounds, the difficulty would be three higher to trap it because oh, it's yeah, so like, robust. Yeah, that's good. yeah, and so that each wound it takes subtracts one from the difficulty until it has none, and then it adds no. It has no wounds left because it's taken all its stress damage, and then it has. Um, then it becomes fully eligible for you to put the trapped truth on it, which is an, a weapon effect that you roll with the trap itself. Uh, well, it'd be trapped, trapped, wouldn't it then? So, yeah, trapped. Trap. You use the trap to make it trapped. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that makes sense. You don't actually, we don't even have to worry about like applying a truth to something. It's much similar. So, the, the, when you use the trap, you make a roll with the difficulty bit. I mean, you might want to go with one plus the number of. Because otherwise, oh no, actually, no, if you get it down to zero, then the difficulty is zero. Yeah. I think my only worry then it would be very easy because we know what players are like to trying to trap a guy who's got three wounds and that's the difficulty is three, is that they, um, you just like chuck a bunch of, you know, momentum and threat and stuff onto it. Well, could put a minimum threshold. It could be the base difficulty for Mei Lee in Star Trek Adventures is one. The base difficulty for ranged is two. Yeah. So if you had a, if you had a, a maybe you don't cap the, the, I mean, there's, there's almost nothing that takes more than three wounds, three or four uh, wounds, five, something like that. There aren't that many them, things. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, you, that, that could be the difficulty. It would be yeah. two, the base difficulty to shoot the thing in order to, to grab it in order to have it sucked into the trap, the base difficulty, because it's a ranged attack, is two. Yeah. And then you're yeah. adding difficulty to it For the based on the amount of wounds it still has that it hasn't taken. So obviously when you when you get it down to zero, that's when it becomes... That and then on the other sense. thing... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that, that makes more sense then, because even, you know, if you've got something which has got like three wounds, then you're going to have... You can just go for it at a difficulty five, but that's really unlikely. And the other thing you can do is you can actually just simply write into the into the ghost or the character description that basically says, right, cannot be trapped below whatever to stop them. Or, or like, actually, why don't maybe every supernatural entity every supernatural entity has a, a truth on it already? You could just do this if you want to. That says when it's at full stress and full full wounds, not necessarily yeah. stress, full wounds, yeah. it's not trappable. Yeah, you have to start. You have um, to cause wounds to make it even a little bit trappable, yeah. and then that just adds to the difficulty. Which obviously, again, it's easiest to trap when it has no wounds left. Because we see Slimer up there panting, but that yeah. doesn't mean Slimer just like falls apart no. or is you know they can do anything they want to him. He still he still fights back. Yeah. It still fights back against the streams even after it's been hit a bunch of times. So then we can you can actually just use the truce for a whole bunch of other stuff. So if you've got a monster then which or a form of ghost which is a bit it's not very you know solid or it's not very there that actually if it is reduced to zero it is just destroyed. It doesn't even you know can just be be destroyed would be a, a thing and you otherwise you would not yeah. be destroyed. And then if you've got things like vampires, whales, and stuff, you'd actually put in a truth that basically says invulnerable to any damage except and then you put the list of stuff that, you know the sunlight. You know what I mean? You could, you could use the uh you know what is it like the the minion toughened nemesis you could use that that's in conan and i mean it's in the other systems too you could still use that and then you could have ghosts that yeah you could just they're so insubstantial they're such minor 
manifestations that a couple of blasts from a proton pack actually does destroy yeah. the thing. Whereas you just slap truths on, you know, a were if you have a werewolf, well, the, the proton pack might not do anything to the werewolf. You've yeah. got to do something else to it because it has these truths. These are the only things from which it takes damage. And that fits perfectly within the definition of traits or truths. Yeah. Makes it possible, makes it easier, harder, makes it impossible. I wonder if a proton pack damages a vampire because they are damaged by the sun, which is essentially a giant nuclear reactor. Physics isn't good enough for that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess that would be uh, up to your GM. But the cool other things, so we go back to the reason, one of the reasons we picked Star Trek Adventure as well, there might be things which are much bigger, kind of you know, are big. It's it's the it's the it's this both films. It's how how did they defeat Gozer? Because they tried to shoot it with a thing, didn't work. How do right. they come up with the cross and the streams? How do they decide to get into the museum in the second one? Um, and in both of those, it's the science, it's the science thing. It's the players sit around and they come up with their things. And you go through that whole process, it's just there. The rules there in the Star Trek book for the discovery. I can't for life me remember what it's actually called. But the, the solving the problems rules in Star Trek, they are there. It's the same rules. You do the same, you know, the same rules thing. At some point in an adventure, the players will have to do some go to a library and come up with some ideas to then be able to work out what they're going to do to then, you know, work, you know, find, find the location of the baddie or trap the baddie into one place or work out where they're going to turn up next, something like that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's described, this is, it's called, they call it the scientific method and it starts on page 157 and it describes, it. you observe, you hypothesize, you test, and, and through that you determine whether it's a medical, a scientific or a technological issue. This obviously you would, because we're lumping uh, medicine and science together, then the question is, is the solution more occult? Is it more scientific? Is it, I don't even think you need to put it in those silos, but yeah, that's on page I think that works. I think that works really well because it is still, yeah. it is the, or it could be you need to combine things, but it still comes down to, you know, someone comes up with an occult solution, someone else suggests a scientific one, someone said, and it's the same thing, wasn't it? The players came up with the, come up with the suggestions. And the GM decides which one they like the most. Yep. And then they the players pick one, having spitballed some. So that that whole process works. Because you might not use it all the time. You might just have a straight up, you know, ghost fight thing, or you're just going to find some clues and, and blah, blah, blah. Or right. you do actually want something where there's a big, you know, the, the science slash occult meeting there. So that rules just work just as is. Yep. I think we did it. Yeah. I mean, li yeah, literally at this point, it's you don't need we don't even need rules for how does a phaser work because a phaser is we just take proton. Uh, no, sorry, we the other way around. We just take proton pack and just take the rules for the phaser, and there we go as well. We've got fate. We've got a proton pack of I don't know phaser rifle, and that gives us rules straight away for proton pistols because those are the yep. handheld phasers. There we go. Nice and, and easy. I we think that just, you could you could track. just keep. I mean, if you kept the damage at around like I don't know three or four or something like that, was, or maybe you wait. treat it like you, you treat it less like Octone Cthulhu and more like Star Trek where the yeah. base damage is lower, but you add your action skill score to it. Cause some people are going to be better. Yeah. Um, and then things like vicious and piercing and so you could leave all those things or just but, trim some out depending like, if you wanted to. Again, like I said previously, if you wanted to come up with a bunch of cool different weapons, it, it, the easiest thing to, to me to start with, we go, right, your standard, your sta bog standard proton pack is, we'll go in the middle because there's three different kinds of phases, aren't we? So if we go, your bog standard proton pack is your bog standard phaser because that's the standard yeah. thing in for Star Trek. And then that's the standard thing for Ghostbusters. And then we can, you know, over time you can go, right, oh, actually we've got a, a smaller, easier to use version of a proton pack that uses the mini phaser thing. Or we've yep. got a bigger, heavier version of the proton gun. That's the, that's the pulp, the, phase rifle you know, um, like your tripod mounted one something like that yeah 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 that's easy on the, on the top of the and, uh, on the top of the vehicle and there we go so yeah that was easy all right we'll do this go ahead and write that up as you as you said and we can bat it back and forth and then i'll put a link and what i'm going to do is uh process this one and and, and uh every, and i'm going to publish it on the 17th so when's that? So that'll be uh, next so, so a week. So yeah, just more than a week, nine days. Nine cool. days. So it'll be a, a day before it debuts on your side of the ocean, and two days before it comes out yeah. for me. 
So that gives me time to to write this all up and then have it ready to post on the on the blog. Excellent. And you'll give oh. me that link so I can add that. So oh, yeah. people can actually go look yeah. at the stuff. Yeah, I think this works. I think that'd be really easy. Oh, now I want to play this. Oh well, <laughs> that's why we play. Let's play Ghostbusters now. We just we just we just uh, made a really cool version of Ghostbusters. Right on. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.